I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode, episode 40. Look at that. It's like my golden birthday of our episodes. <laughs> 40. We made it. I'm really, really embracing this 40s, 40s thing this year. Oh, that's Like good. my whole like word of the year being fun mm-hmm. and associating it with 40. I lived it up in Austin. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. So proud of myself. I'm Austin's on my hit list of places to visit. Did you get to spend much time or did you walk around I downtown? Did. Or- mm-hmm. I did. Yep. I made myself, you know, I'm I'm actually introverted, even though talking to me, you wouldn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting myself to, I could be very content with being a hermit in yeah. the hotel room mm-hmm. and just staying in, but I made myself go down there and like walk around and oh, just, um, yeah, I like went down and like went to the boot shops and, you know, went did into these like hats. Boots? Doors. I didn't. I did not. I'm so proud of myself. I kept thinking, like, my luggage is already full. How am I yeah, going to get how this? How is going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. How is this going to? How is this going to work? So, but I, I went down and like they had a lot of live music and oh, I was okay. I did leave feeling like pretty proud of myself that I uh, successfully did not buy boots and yes. that I went down and kind of forced myself into it. So yes. yeah, I just keep going back to my word of the year. I'm like, okay, you know, I went out and had like an official girls' night out with a friend. Oh, like got dressed up and went to a winery. This is when I got back home. I'm like, who am I? Like, I didn't get home. We split a bottle of wine. I didn't get home until like 10 o'clock. I was living it up. Yeah. I know. You got to do it now because like farming season, when the flowers start up, man, it is. It is hard. It's hard to be a good friend. I mean, it's like everything in me to be a good boss, mom, wife, all those things. It's like, it's exhausting. I know. I'm trying to prioritize it a little bit better yes. this year. But yeah, it is. Yeah. That's good. Well, I mean, it's the middle of February and it feels like spring. I know. So that's – I'm not ready. Got a little anxiety over it. I know. It's Just... coming too too fast this year. Mm-hmm. Normally I'm like, I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, I'm excited for when the flowers come, but it just like changes the whole pace of the farm. Very much so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very much so. everything upside down. Yeah. And the best. Yeah, I kind of miss I miss the days where I like didn't do spring flowers. Yeah. You know, like I mean, yeah. it's great. This very profitable. Spring mm-hmm. is probably that's our highest profit margin, I would say, chunk of flowers that we grow. Yes. <laughs> um, but man, it just gets you going a little bit yeah. sooner, you know. Like I I miss starting seeds in March and <laughs> just being like, Yeah, we're good. <laughs> But we're not there. I can I fantasize about it. Yeah, so. we can. It's like almost like 70 degrees here today. And it's like, I'm literally, it, it is. If y'all can hear the wind behind me, I'm sorry, but it is so windy. We have like a little greenhouse off the side of the house that we start seeds and like intake different plugs and stuff in for like the Lizzie's we pot up and we do the ranunculus in there. It is attached to the house, which was a good idea at the time, but it's like 
attached to the side of the house that our bedroom is on. So at when the wind is up, it like it'll like literally shake the friggin' pictures off the wall. It's so loud. I'm like, oh my god. Good idea at the time, but now we're like, oh, how soon till we can get this freaking greenhouse off <laughs> in the butt? Oh, oh, before I forget, yeah. I talked to mom. She said she will send you adoption paperwork. She said, I was just Please. like, what is happening? <laughs> she's like, this is so cute. So she's, she asked my permission. I said it was yes. fine. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. She's going to send it out to it's you. so good. I know. I, I mean, oh, I, I even hate saying this, she's, but I, I kind of, I have me personally have a little bit of a strained ish relationship with, which is hard. Like I really, I feel for anybody who is like out there and feels yeah. like, the strain in some family relationships. And so I'm always looking for to be adopted from yeah. all of my friends who have these amazing. Yeah. And she's Aww. really good at buying gifts. So Aww. you're going to have that coming for you at Christmas time. <laughs> as long as it doesn't cut into my budget, I'm going to be fine with it. As long as it doesn't cut from my Christmas budget. She's I'm the literally the sweetest. <laughs> I attribute it to the firstborn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely wait for those papers. Yeah. She'll send them out. She'll send them out too. <laughs> you probably will. Oh, but yeah. And then my dad said, mm-hmm. um, I told him that he made the episode and he's like, well, how do I even find it? So I said, talk oh, to mom. Talk to mom. <laughs> she oh, watches. So she listens. But yeah. That's anyway. Funny. Yeah. So, um, so today, yes. today, today we can dig into this. We're talking about the question that we get a lot mm-hmm. from, and it's asked many different ways. You know, if you've been um, farming as a hobby and you want to turn like your love of growing into a legit business, it's like knowing where to start. Or even mm-hmm. if you're already in business, you're going to still get a lot out of today's episode. Yeah. Looking at, I want to start a farm. Where do I begin? You mm-hmm. know, what are some key things? And maybe you're already in business and you're not hitting all of these facts, you know, these mm-hmm. checking these boxes off. But, you know, Shan, like when we started this, one thing we said is like, no sugarcoating. We don't yes. want to sugarcoat the story. We want to be honest because we love what we do, but we don't want to sell the fantasy to you. That's mm-hmm. been something that when we talk, I know we're like, oh my gosh, like, this is being sold as yeah. this. Yes. And, and what we do is a fan. We and do it. have little bits of fantasy, yeah. right? Like yes. meaning, think about it with like a relationship, a healthy relationship. Like you look at these movies and it's like, oh, I've been so cynical. You know, I'm like, yes. oh, the freaking notebook bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. But it's like, it's the same way with flower farming. Mm-hmm. It's the same way. It's like this whole Instagram, social media world gets sold. And so for us, it's like our goal is like, we just want to give you the tools mm-hmm. that you need no matter what size farm you are and the information to make really solid business decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? Like, would yes. you agree with like, that's kind of where we're. Yeah. There's so much information out there. So it's like, how do you mm-hmm. like sort through all of that? And there's a yeah. lot varying mm-hmm. opinions. I mean, yeah. we have our own opinions. I mean, even there's people who haven't farmed that long that have opinions. And it's like you – how do you figure out like who to listen to? And I feel like it's like, okay, so I want to do this. And I feel like a lot of people do start out as like 
a hobbyist? Because I hear like a mm-hmm. lot. Hey, and I, I've heard this a few in the Dirt on Flowers Insiders group. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, like I grew flowers last year and I absolutely loved it. I gave them all away because like a practice year. And it's mm-hmm. like, I think everyone has that time where you're like, do give a few things away because you're trying to get going and everything. And then when you're doing the hard work though, and you're mm-hmm. like, wow. I, I feel like there's like always this like, I don't know, a moment, like a turning point where you're like, okay, I'm not doing this yeah. for me anymore. I love it enough to mm-hmm. keep pursuing mm-hmm. it, but it's like I need to make money because you realize that there are a lot of expenses in farming. What we yeah. do is so specialized and there are a lot of expenses, I think. It's not just put a seed in the ground and have the tractor use its implements yeah. to drive over it. So yeah. it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And I think going back to this question that we get so many, there's a couple questions that we get mm-hmm. often. And I I was also asking these questions in the beginning, yes. um, which was, you can sit down at a computer and type, what does an average physician's assistant make in a, yes. I don't know, whatever office, you know, and you could get it this, this perfect number that pops up. If you do that with flower farming or any type of farming, you know, you're going to get all kinds of answers and nothing that's concrete. So the questions we get often are, how do I actually start earning an income? And then piggyback to that is how much money can I actually make? Mm-hmm. If I could give you that answer, I would be a millionaire. I wouldn't be sitting here. Yes. But I want to challenge you a little bit with that mindset, asking those questions. And I want to reference it back to what I just said about giving you the tools to make those decisions because nobody can answer that for you. Like mm-hmm. even with saying, this is the most profitable flower you can grow, or how do you want to make a profit? It's really about acquiring a set of skills for yourself mm-hmm. to answer that question. It's such, it's human nature. We want to look for the easy button. We want that one piece of information that's going to send you like soaring into a profitable business. Yes. The truth is, it's just not one thing in particular. It's a compounding skill set mm-hmm. of gathering information for yourself. You're going to get nuggets of stuff along the way that like build on to. I would say build on to that skill set, but it's like there isn't just one thing. Mm -hmm. It's this mindset piece that puts you in the right frame of mind to acquire the skill set. So you're Mm -hmm. just putting tools into your toolbox to be able to like sort through these things yourself. Um, And that's kind of what we're talking about today is just giving you some of these tools, talking about that mindset piece a little bit. And if you are a hobbyist and you're just starting out Mm -hmm. or you've been in business, it's like this stuff is so so valuable yeah. uh, to be able to to move forward and to make money because it's not impossible. Right. Obviously, oh, no. we're doing it. I mean, you know, even if you like put out like, hey, can I make money flower farming? Like if you put that out at any of like the flower mm-hmm. farming forums, you're going to get people who are saying, don't do it. There's no money in it. Yep. You know, the wa- all the walnuts, you know, we're for sure. Those people are out there. They're like actually they're waiting to have that response when when somebody yeah. asks, they can't wait to tell you how it's not they're struggling. Possible. Yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's what we're trying to give the advice that we wish that we would have had when we first started. And let's just say that the first the first thing is this is like one thing that I that we did do right away when we decided to start the business is we became like official. Mm-hmm. So I think that is going to help you. And I think everything we're going to talk about today is rooted in setting yourself up for when you do get to the point where you want to scale up or make other business decisions. All Everything we're talking about is so is such an important foundation. And there are some things that we're going to talk about here 
that I wish that we would have done when we first started. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but it's just like getting that foundation for your farm so that when you do decide to scale, you have the skill sets, you have everything set up the way that it should be. And it's not like you're running around with, you know, your hair on fire because we've all been there, you know, and, mm-hmm. and honestly, mistakes are the best teacher in our lives, yeah. making the mistake. Yeah. You, we're going to have to do those things. And our, our job is to try and like guide you, you know, mm-hmm. so that we can hopefully hope you not make some of the same mistakes we did. So I think first things off, if you are starting from scratch, we would recommend that you get a tax ID and set yourself up as a legal entity. Yep. Once you get your tax ID, generally you can set yourself up in however legal entity that you want to set yourself up in. In our area, that costs like around $800 for a lawyer or something to set that up for you, plus some filing fees. A vendor's license will be important for what we're going to talk about next, which is kind of starting to get commercial rates and prices on things now that you are an official business. So that's a that's a big step in profit too because when you are a hobbyist, you're paying the retail price on a lot of inputs. And so getting that vendor's license is important. Um, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But you need to take your business seriously. Unfortunately, that comes with taxes and reporting requirements, which is you know something that we're going to have to learn. And we have to deal with that as businesses. And hiding from that piece is like not the answer. Yeah. I think that's a really good point because it's like, you know, people are probably thinking like, okay, yeah, I already have my tax ID or thinking like some people are thinking maybe that this is a big commitment because then it becomes like super official, right? Like you've just had your toes in the water a little bit and it really does. That piece is sort of a defining step where you're Mm -hmm. like, yep. I'm going to be official. I'm going to start looking at this from a from a profitability standpoint and like how I can actually make money and invest. So yeah, it's like kind of when you're moving into this tax ID place, like you're really going 100% in. Mm-hmm. Like you have to get your yes. part 100% in. And I think you had set up there, like there's always a walnut kind of waiting to say 100%. you can't make money. I mean, I remember sitting in college. I said this on like episode one mm-hmm. of like, it's the whole poor dumb farmer or you're there's no money in horticulture. I remember sitting in school like <laughs> hearing like <laughs> if you're in this for the money, you better go. I'm thinking, okay. And it's like that was a mindset that I never wanted to subscribe to. And I didn't realize at the time that it was like a very wise thing that mm-hmm. I was like not allowing the collective community or society decide like how much money I was going to make it something. It was like, okay, well, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. And that, you know, that mindset piece uh, is what it takes to just stay committed to finding the answers for yourself. And I think those those are some of the defining characteristics that people that are successful have. Mm-hmm. They're able to kind of shut out the things and know sort of what's true for them. Yeah. That EIN piece is a big step. But yeah. It's a, it's a commitment. It's like getting married. You yeah. Know? You're like, yeah. Oh, the government knows I exist. <laughs> it is like separating. It's that piece before that we talked about. It's like separating your personal and your farm finances. Yeah. Otherwise, I hate telling you this, but you're going to be personally financing your farm for eternity. <laughs> yeah. If you do, if you keep mixing Oh, that's great. Yes. Are, don't you agree? I'm like. That's. Yes. Say that again. Okay. You're going to be. Per- say that again. You're going to be like personally it. financing your farm for an eternity. If you do not yeah. separate the business and your personal finances, it, that is the that is the hard and cold truth. I hate saying it, but it's so true. Yeah. We could end the podcast right there. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> it's so that's yes. so. I've never looked at it from that perspective because I'm always looking at it from like how messy it is from bookkeeping. Yes, but 
It is. Oh, messy that's so yeah. It is very messy. Yeah, you're yeah. chasing receipts and trying to find stuff, and you're yeah. like, "What did the farm actually make?" You have no idea because you did that. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's very true because you're you're basically injecting your personal finances back into the business. Yeah. That's great, and you're always going to choose to do that. Like, mm-hmm. you're never yeah. going to be forced to make decisions about your farm through any lens other than, well, I can yep. always, uh, I could just buy it. You know, it's, it's you mm-hmm. need to be looking at your business as a separate entity and managing it as a separate entity. You, and we talk about this, or talking about this this month in the Dirt on Flowers Insiders, is you need to create room to pay yourself for all of the work that you're doing. Yeah. As hard as it is. And I know, like, a lot of people are like, I think that's how hobbyists stay hobbyist is that they're just like mm-hmm. a little terrified to like make that next step. So it is a big step, but it is so, I mean, just yeah, incredibly important. So yeah. 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 It's worth it. All right. So second, like we're moving on here, yeah. but looking at like you've got your tax ID set up um, and like determining where you're growing, like where where what, is what, the space you're going to be growing yes. in? Getting the soil test, understanding your soil, that's mm-hmm. kind of next on the list. And it, I cannot stress how important that is. If you haven't done that, even stop, go back. We've got episode 22 with Marcus McCartney, who's my OSU extension agent. We have a whole soil health issue and you'll hear his passion. Man, is he mm-hmm. passionate? There is yes. nobody about dirt. I call him yeah. dirt and he gets so wound up. It's That's a curse word to him, <laughs> soil and soil health. Yes. Because- it seems like such a foundational, like, okay, yeah, 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 I'll do the soil test. Mm-hmm. But it is like that is how you get good flowers. And that's building not only your the business skill set we've talked about with the EIN, you're building your growing foundation, mm-hmm. right? This is oh. like yes. you have to have it. Yeah. And I know you I know everybody wants to skip it and just get to the planting flowers sure. piece. <laughs> like always. I, I get that hundred yeah. percent. But like what we do in the off season determines the, how we do during the season. And so you do like need to set yourself up. That's an awesome episode too with Marcus. So that, that's a it good is. one. Let me give you an example on this. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect example. So our U-Pick, we, we I've talked about this. I have an upper section to my farm. I have a lower section. The soil is very different. Up top is super, super sandy. Downstairs, or downstairs, <laughs> downstairs, <laughs> down below, down in the lower field, is it has a loamier, more of a clay base than what's up top. I... Uh, is an alfalfa field. We tilted in the year I decided I was going to do the U pick. Did not do what I was telling you about mm-hmm. two years in a row. Didn't add, didn't soil test it. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And we planted our production field, which is directly across from it in the lower section. The flowers in there were blooming three weeks earlier. Oh my and gosh. I, you could visually see it planted the same time. I mean, we're mm-hmm. talking right in front of me. So I, could have kicked my I kicked myself really. I was like, okay, so that meant I wasn't making money in the U pick as quick as I could have. We soil tested. I, I we tested twice that year. I knew I needed to add lime to adjust the pH, and my organic matter was super low. So we did all of these inputs. Our U pick opened one month earlier the oh next my gosh. year. And I was like, Lindsay, Holy, you the know. money, the you, money, that yeah, was the money, of it. the yes. money. We were open in June. We were open in June for our mm-hmm. U pick, and it was like, oh, it was just such a, uh, I'll never not do it. But mm-hmm. it was like such a lesson for me to see it, you know, where it was like we were watering, we were doing all mm-hmm. the things we needed to do, except yeah. I didn't soil test. And yeah. if I would have just added like 
compost or, and it mm-hmm. wasn't like I had to pay for the compost. We've got a massive pile up there mm-hmm. that I would have just, if I would have just done it, but I was in too big of a hurry. I just yeah. wanted to get it ripping and roaring and it was, you know, COVID yep. year, wanted to get people outside and it cost me money. Yep. Quite a bit of money. So mm-hmm. that's a, a really good example of like why it's important to do that. And in your extension agent, Marcus talks about that in there, but they'll help you. You're not expected to know this. You'll learn. I mean, I learned so much by talking to him about soils um, every time, every time. So I, when I was, I was talking to Judd this morning that was telling him that we were recording this episode and I was like, Hey, you know, so, okay, I want to start a farm. So, you know, where do I start? It was telling him the episode. He's like, well, if you ask me, it's going to be soil, weeds, and water. And he's like, yep. you had better figure those three things out. So that's like from his perspective because he sees it from, you know, I tend to see more from like the sales piece because I yep. handle more of that. And he's like, yep, soil, weeds, and water. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? But it is. And I feel like we want to grow flowers, want to grow flowers. But it's those things that cause those just headaches or they cause crop failures and all the things. And I think mm-hmm. if we would take the forethought and try to have a plan with those things, it will just help you in the long run. Mm-hmm. And I, you, you just saying that, I'm thinking like, it is that is the part of the mindset piece going back to it. I'm, I know I'm always mm-hmm. harping on this, but like that's what makes it so hard because you still have to wear the business hat. Mm-hmm. You still have to like look at everything from the selling side and then you're like, oh yeah, I also have to do the growing piece, yeah. right? So there's so, there is like unpacking that, but it's like just focusing on like, the one thing that you can get your, that can grab your attention in that moment. It's like, mm-hmm. you will, you'll get it. You're going to be constantly learning. I, th- I remember my first year feeling really frustrated because I have this horticulture degree. I'm like, I should know how to do all this stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I was like, every single thing I did, like the first time I laid drip tape, everything's new. Yes. Like I didn't know mm-hmm. business finance. I didn't, I didn't know, like I was Googling like chart of accounts for dummies. You know, I didn't know the accounting. So it was like, <laughs> yes. I really, you have to get comfortable with just not knowing. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like, can be a frustrating, that can be a frustrating spot to be yes. in, but it makes you tough as hell. It does. So. And fi- figuring out it, you have to like find the joy in the challenge yes. of figuring that stuff out. If you just, mm-hmm. you just can't let it like, I hate, I hate, I don't want to sound mean when I say this, but mm-hmm. you can't just like constantly let yourself be the victim of your circumstances. So it's like, right. all right, like what do I need to do to make happen? And there's like these mm-hmm. foundational things like, okay, we're going to talk about it next, but I'm going to track my sales and expenses, bare bones. I'm going to track what I'm harvesting. I'm going to know how I'm going to water and I am know how I'm going to manage my weeds and mm-hmm. I'm going to test my soil so I have a good foundation. It's just like we have to like start setting ourselves up, you know, to do better instead mm-hmm. of it always being like, oh, well, I just, you know, didn't have time. It's like we all have the same hours in the day and it's is what we have to prioritize. Mm-hmm. We pri- we had to prioritize those things while we were working full-time jobs. I know. It was a hot mess sometimes. <laughs> hot <laughs> mess. That's, you know, I, was, this is my, I'm going back to social media again, mm-hmm. my rant. That is what frustrates me the most about social media is because like I, what they're not seeing behind the scene, I think you can look in and think it looks perfect or she's mm-hmm. got her, she's got her life together. No, I don't. No, yeah. I don't. I mean, sure I do to an extent, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to say I'm like a dumpster fire all the time, but like there are moments of it. And I think we see this like there's like this an illusion of social media and we're so hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. and it's like 
you guys, I could have a degree in therapy as much therapy as I've had. Okay. <laughs> like it's a lot. So this is, I don't, I'm still in therapy. I don't have it together, mm-hmm. but it's like, just be, yeah. It's like, be kind to yourself mm-hmm. in that way because yeah. no, there's no one person that has it all together. We're all whatsoever. figuring it out. Yeah. Even, yes. even, you know, we say a lot of times like, Hey, don't compare your chapter one to like our chapter mm-hmm. tens. Mm-hmm. And that, that's it. It's like, you just can't, you, you have to find the joy in the process. Yeah. And that's, I, I want, I want everyone to like take a deep breath and understand that that's part of it. We're don't, mm-hmm. we, there's no easy button. There is no like one yeah. source for the, the, all the answers that you have, you know? No, except us. We try. We try. <laughs> Lord, no. do we try. Oh, yeah. I mean, I called you four weeks ago in tears over a florist. <laughs> I, I was, you were so sweet to me, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I was, what, this is seven years in and mm-hmm. I was still hyperventilating, crying yeah. over a post I made that was like, <laughs> cost me, I don't even want to know how much money per year on florist sales. I'm working on that. I'm not over it quite yet, but you know, it's like. You still, you're still going to bump in, you're still going to bump into those things. Yeah. I mean, even sometimes like when um, people were introducing themselves on, on the Facebook page for the insiders, it was like, Mm. oh, I kind of missed the days of like the simplicity of, of those first years, like the, the, the grit, the, like the ups and the downs, like all Mm -hmm. the whole, it's just like, it's a lot, you know? And then sometimes like you look at us and it's like, we all have it figured out. But it's also like new level, new devil, you know. So, yeah. ooh, we're Look at looking you. at I'm, like <laughs> you're dropping the quotes. <laughs> the problems just become bigger and <laughs> and harder to solve. Yeah, that's what I no. made that post. I mean, did that reel about like the three things about owning a business, like the three hard truths yes. about owning a business. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't downloaded that, you can go to our website and then it's you'll mm-hmm. get it emailed to you. But it's like, it's exactly what you're just saying. It's like, it doesn't ever get easier. Like, no. like this new level, new devil. I'm gonna, yeah. I love that. It's the comfort zone piece. Like comfort's a slow death. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're constantly stretching and you, you gain a skill set along the way that you're not even aware of mm-hmm. that you're learning how to challenge, take on new challenges. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just, it never stops. It really doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. You just get a little tougher, I think, which is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this month we're talking about profit. We're the, everything we're talking about is about making money. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is relative to flower farmers, vegetable farmers. When we're answering that question, like, where do I start? How, you know, how are you going to earn a profit? and pay yourself, like that's kind of the number one priority that we're all Mm -hmm. sitting here is looking at is like trying to earn a profit and paying yourself is, right? Like that's That's kind of why we're here. Yes. Hey guys, hopping in here to talk to you about an exciting new opportunity. We just opened our doors for the first month of the Dirt on Flowers Insiders, and we are truly blown away by your response. If you are just tuning in with us, here's what's included in your membership. Monthly flower farming goal setting and accountability worksheets, a community Facebook group and accountability pods um, with a member directory so that you can increase your network of flower friends and marigolds in your life. 
a monthly live Q&A on that month's podcast topic. So you can dive deeper with us and ask us all of your burning questions, bonus teachings on timely and relevant topics, discount codes on dirt on flowers, online courses, and early access to Diatuber sales for both of our farms. So move the needle in your business and dive deeper with us. It's $20 a month. That is literally the cost of one bouquet, selling one bouquet per month. So don't worry if you missed out on this month. Our membership doors open each month on the 1st through the 5th. So if you're loving this podcast and you want to dig deeper with us, head over to thedirtonflowers.com forward slash membership and hop on the wait list. Let us mentor you, guide you, encourage you as you take your business to new levels. We can't wait to see you in the membership. Okay, guys, let's get back into the podcast. So I know we've said it before, but tracking your expenses and your sales, no matter how rudimentary it is, a spreadsheet, QuickBooks, whatever it is, it's good to start practicing those habits now. So like for me, I was a complete hot mess in my QuickBooks during my first couple years, like I had like everything lumped in, in sales. Like it was just like, (laughs) I didn't know what that was. It was just like all sales. So I really started kicking myself when we went to go purchase the back property, the back um, additional nine acres that's parallel to our field. It, the FSA, that's who I got my loan through needed a lot of information and they they don't talk flowers. They like (laughs) translating Mm -hmm. to them what we're doing to like yield per acre is it's a it's a was a borderline nightmare and to make it even worse i didn't have my own crap together the way that i should have so i literally had about 1 month of just completely torturing myself going back through every transaction in my bank figuring out what it was reclassing it trying to get all of that providing them production records all that so that to me was like such a wake up call i'm like mm-hmm. okay like i have really big dreams for the farm in order to do that, I'm I need to get my crap together. I have to be able to prove to myself, I should have been proving it to myself better all along that that this is possible because one day I might have to uh, prove it to like a loan officer and we're even kind of dealing with that now a little bit and I'm so happy that when they say, "Okay, can you send me your last 3 years of taxes and your projected budgets yeah. and all that?" I'm like, "Yep, let me just send it right over and tell you what, that is a good that is yeah. a good feeling knowing." Yeah what that looks, what that feels like when being on the other side. So I know we've said it before, like the one thing that I wish I would have done better when I first started was tracking that and just even basic, just like putting it in categories. So you can say, geez, I spent a lot of money on extra flowers for my weddings. That's, that's like, that's my goal this year is yeah. to cut out ordering the extras to try because it's more like I order out of fear, mm-hmm. just worried about not having enough or whatever, which is crazy. But you, you absolutely will. I did. That was one thing last year. And I like went through my expenses. I think mm-hmm. I've said this, but I like went through with a highlighter. I was like, I spent how much at the wholesaler? Yes. Um, And then it was a shift for me because I got really clear on I'm not doing full service mm-hmm. and these brides are coming to me and it really shifted my perspective. And we one one expense line item we dropped 10 grand oh and back gosh. into my pocket in yes. one year over yeah. what i was spending i mean mm-hmm. it was a lot cuz it was and you say fear that's absolutely it yes. it's like i just mine was also time i was mm-hmm. like i don't know just like you just know i have a great relationship with the whole thing i'm like just give me this stuff whereas like if i would have just taken this time done the walk through mm-hmm. and like gathered through what i had like Absolutely would have been fine. Yes. I just my whole goal last year was like, I'm not ordering one single rose. Not a rose. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you want roses, 
I'm, I'm not, not your person. person. Not your person. I'm not your person. So we, <laughs> we shifted that because it's like, that's not what I grow. That's right. not what I do. What am I doing? I need, yes. and if that's your business model and mm-hmm. you're making money on it, don't stop. No. If it works yes. for you, keep doing it I agree. because I'm bad mouthing. It doesn't mean that it doesn't work for you. So I want to, I want to say that, but like part of this with profit and what we're going to move into next year is like taking a good hard look at your expenses, which I'm sure you had to do with the USDA yes. when you were going for oh, that yeah. one. I'm sure you were like digging in and looking at like mm-hmm. where your money was coming from. Cause they don't really care. Like they're not going to count t-shirt sales. They're not right. going to count things like that for you to be able to make money off of. Mm-hmm. They want to look at it from it because it's USDA, it's agriculture. They care about crop product. They care about stem count, what you're making from what you're growing. That's Mm -hmm. what they care. So, you know, looking at like taking a good look at your expenses, if you've never done this before, like here's, these are the areas that we can kind of help you with of giving you a lens to look through to reduce your supply expenses. Mm -hmm. So like how and where are you sourcing? Could that be you're buying retail seeds Mm -hmm. versus wholesale seeds. Although I'm jumping clear down on the bullet point, I do realize that I'm doing this. We're looking at a template and I went there first, but that's where my brain went first. So looking at like how and where you're sourcing your materials. Mm -hmm. And this could be, again, it's like wholesale. And and if you have back and it clear up to what we said first, step one, you get your EIN. Mm -hmm. That sets you up in order to buy wholesale products. I always say I threw money at my problems and a lot of that was retail money. Mm -hmm. Whereas like I wasn't, uh, I was spending a lot of money at Tractor Supply that if I would have been, had my like crap together, I would have been able to buy from a wholesaler Mm -hmm. and save that like difference. That's the advantage of having an EIN and a vendor's license because that allows you to buy things tax exempt for agriculture use. So it's, it's saving you. It sounds like maybe it's like a small amount, but that does save you a lot, a lot of money. Bulk. Mm -hmm. I'm going back up Shannon to the top of the list now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the bulk, buying things in bulk. If you're just starting out with this, how I how I did this in the beginning is I saved my receipts from my greenhouse wholesale. So it's where I get like my soil, my seed starting mix. It's where I get my potting soil for the year with like with growing lilies, drip tape, fish fertilizer, fish mm-hmm. emulsion. Uh, if we need to get new snips, anything like that, it all comes from them. So in the beginning, I didn't really have context for that, but I knew that I didn't want to scramble and go up three and four times in a year. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make one trip. It's a two and a half hour drive for me. So I was saving those receipts. And then I just made a list of like what the things were I bought. So if you're year one and that's where you're starting, save those receipts, make a list. So then next yeah. year, you know, I'm going to spend 1500 bucks with one trip mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, save, saves you time. And if, if you do it early enough, a lot of times there's like early order discounts. I know mm-hmm. the – the one supplier that we work through, I think it's January and February. No, January. If you order it before January 31st, you get like a 10% discount. So we like order all of our drip tape for the year, our plastic, like all, all those things. I mean, when you're spending thousands, I mean, 10% mm-hmm. is a decent amount and it adds yep. up. It really does. Yeah. So a lot of like you can take um, advantage of some of those early ordering early for discounts, which is kind of nice. Yeah, for sure. And then go, keeping on with this whole like where to source and and tips was like having like a set of core vendors that you work with. So consolidating the number of people. So let me give you this just as like an example is so let's say you're buying from like two greenhouse supply wholesalers Mm -hmm. and then you're buying um, some ranunculus 
corms from this company and you're buying some from another company, those are like just those, let's just say those are four contacts. There's four people that you're having to manage their emails, Mm -hmm. multiple bills that are due, checks being wrote, you're reconciling, then that goes into QuickBooks. That's four transactions that you have Mm -hmm. to do. So how can you consolidate who you're purchasing? through. Uh, you know, ours is pretty slim now. Like we've, mm-hmm. we've slimmed ours it down. Too. It also just like simplifies that process. We only order seeds from one place now. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes. I don't, I don't order except Harris seeds. Now I work yeah, with Harris I do order I'm an, from Harris. <laughs> Yeah. I'm an ambassador for them now. So I order from Harris. Um, but <laughs> just being transparent. So there's, there's that side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it does, it does like kind of it slims down on yeah. like your time and effort in managing those yeah. those people. Plus, like in a lot of I know, like even for some of our major vendors that we work with, I, I mean, I have a contact there that I have a relationship with, and I a mm-hmm. salesperson or whatever that I ask questions of. They're like yeah. a resource to me, and it is good to kind of have like those industry people that you can ask. Like a good example is I have a girl who works at Aru that we get our sleeves through. I love her. She's so responsive. I'm. A, I was trying to figure out a way that my customers. They were constantly asking for water at the market, which, like, I don't have mm-hmm. water to give you. I know you're like, mm-hmm. well, but we're walking around. So I like saw that problem and tried to figure it out. And so she gave me these like dozen rose bags, and now we dump some water in the bottom and stick their bouquet in. And that worked out really good. My customers saw it as this crazy huge value add. And I took mm-hmm. away an excuse. She's like, yeah, they won't be able to tell you, oh, I, I got a long way drive home anymore. You know, So mm-hmm. it's like now when they say that to me, yeah. like, well, we have a bag with some water, so they'll travel just fine for you. So, But she's the one who guided me in that direction because I said, hey, I'm having this complaint. Any anything you can offer. And so like it's good to establish those relationships that are just going to enhance your business moving forward. So when we're talking about expenses and stuff too, so obviously you can like reduce a lot of supply expenses with the ways we just talked about. Another thing is just your general production cost. So for me, it's like, what does it cost us to produce flowers? For us, that includes employment employment dollars for employees. So one thing that we have gotten so much better at and we, and having employees kind of forces you to, to get your crap together Mm -hmm. as far as standardizing a lot of things on your farm. So I mentioned it earlier, but for us, it's like, if I was to have just a clean slate and I'm like, okay, I'm going to start my farm. I would try to think of ways that you can standardize the things that you're doing. So all the same tools, easily accessible in the same places. For us, we put a, a hoe or whatever weeding tools we might need, a rake, whatever, in each greenhouse has a set of tools because we were constantly forgetting the tools and having to go back up to the greenhouse and all that back and forth. It wastes everyone's time. So just trying to eliminate the need, eliminate steps in our day. How many times are we going back and forth to the barn? How many? How much wasted time are we spending on not being able to find something or scrambling to have to go order something. It's just a pain in the butt. That's really an important piece. So start thinking of your farm and like if someone else had to walk into my farm today, could they figure out where things are and what Mm -hmm. they need to do in what areas? So I think that standardization is a good piece and I really wish we would have considered that a lot earlier. Oh, me too. I mean, I didn't even think about my like tunnels example. I know you and I've talked about this before, but it's like, I have two high tunnels that are 30 by 96 COVID hit the market with buildings that, you know, we all know the cost of Mm -hmm. everything's gone up. So when I went to put in my third tunnel, 
I was going to do a 30 by 96 and I did 30 by 72. Well, what I didn't realize is the management that goes into just like, oh yeah, this, um, this frost fabric is, uh, you know, the netting is a different length and, (laughs) you know, we standardize the widths of our beds, but it's like, well, that shade cloth, you know, we're putting up shade cloth and it's like, oh, well that's for a 96, you know? And it's like all of the crap that I have to manage with those things, I could have probably paid for the difference of just upgrading that extra 20 feet. Yes. <laughs> tunnel. God, I hate myself for it now. But uh, yeah, yes. standardize, thinking about standardizing, you know, bed length, same lengths, it just makes everything, makes your plant calculations easier too. Oh my gosh. You know, yes. like when you're like, I know this row, you know, yours, yours are what, 100 feet? Is that what you have? 150. 150. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, having those a set art, most of ours are, are 50 foot. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, having that all set, it just makes things a lot mm-hmm. easier. Yes. A lot, a lot easier. So in thinking about the flow of your farm, so like really looking at your farm system, how, how are, how's the movement going to be on your farm? Like how are they harvesting, bringing stuff into the barn, the processing area? What does that all look like? Is it in a circle? Is it back, of, back and forth? You know, all of it. So generally like on our farm, we have a barn that has two big doors that you just drive through. So it's like a big circle. So we'll drive the gator right through, unload, and then we're driving right back out and heading back out. So just trying to think of the layout of your farm and think, okay, what what's the easiest way to do this? And Judd always says one of the best things he ever did was make sure that you have a break. Like some people be like, I just want the longest rows possible or whatever. But we got to the, we had like 200, I have to, I forget what it was. We had a bigger row, longer rows than we had now one year. And it was such a pain because we had to, didn't have a spot for the gator to come through. So we were constantly hauling buckets. 150 mm-hmm, or 200 feet is a long, is a long way. That's long. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So it's long now the way that it is. So just like creating those spaces to think about, oh man, I, I, how do I get, do I have enough room to turn my tractor around? I know we're all trying to fit the yeah. most amount of flowers in the space that we have, but when you can't mm-hmm. turn your tractor around, around in the space given, it's frustrating, you know? So yeah. just, you know, some annoying things mm-hmm. that happen over, over time. So just thinking about the flow of your farm is, is going to be important moving forward, especially if you have the opportunity to lay it out the way that you want it to with a clean mm-hmm. slate. I, you saying that made me think of, uh, I have this very vivid memory of a, I used, this was like probably year two, but I had, I was like push mowing in between my rows because mm-hmm. it was small you know, at the time, but I had deer fencing, like seven foot deer fencing. And I remember getting like stuck in the corner because there wasn't enough room with this bed. <laughs> and I remember just like pushing this mower and getting like ticked off, like redhead, you know, like just red, fuming. And red I'm like, rage. next year, redhead rage. I'm like, next year, I'm taking this fencing down. I was just like, I was probably like August and it was like 100% humidity and I was yes. hot and tired and hungry and overworked and whatever. I had zero capacity to handle that situation. Yes. Um, but that shifted something. And also looking at like uh, flow on the farm where I have this gauge for myself. Like when I walk into the barn, if you like see something that's happening that you're like with employees, or Mm -hmm. even if you're doing the work yourself and you feel like frustrated about it, you should probably check in with it. Right. Like when I see something that like annoys the shit out of me, I'm like, okay, I need to look at this. Like from an efficiency standpoint. Yeah. We were, we were, it was, we were getting to a point and I I still need to do better with this because this year I'm like making a list. Like a literal checklist, we would get down with all of our transplant stuff and not have everything we needed. Like we didn't have the 
plug popper, mm-hmm. which is like a very sophisticated pencil. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it's like, damn it, I don't have that stupid your digit, pencil. Your little pinky, your little pinky <laughs> wouldn't work. <laughs> it just that's the kind of stuff that torques you off, though. And oh, you're like, yeah. oh, oh my god, or you you just don't have the right. You just you're missing something. It's just go. And so it's like, okay, we'll make another trip back up. So it's like, you know, hey, okay, when we're transplanting, here's a list of all the crap we need. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's in the gator or like going to market. We'd get to market and I'd be missing something. And I'm like, I don't have I the know. freaking canopy weights. Now we're running back to get the canopy weights. And oh. I'm like, we finally created a checklist. So I'm like, okay, you know, because when you're in a rush, that's when you miss those things. Mm-hmm. So just trying to that's make it dummy if I'm If I have a Saturday off and I get a text, my employees are going to listen to this. They already know this. <laughs> I don't care. I'm sitting on my back porch drinking coffee and I get a text. You know, it's like seven in the morning and they're like, well, I forgot whatever the thing mm-hmm. is. I mean, they're lucky they get put on the schedule for the following <laughs> week. Like, I want to hurt you in a very kind way. Yes. But then I'm like, okay, because me going to market then means I've got to put on yeah, real pants, and, real pants, yeah. a bra and all the things that yeah. I just don't want to do. Yeah. But I will do it. I will do oh. it. But yeah, it's like, why does that? Sh- why yeah. Does that happen? Yeah. And when you're small, when you have a smaller farm where you're just getting started, like you don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. But it's like getting in those habits. I mean, I wish. I mean, my employees would have been happier the first year. We were all figuring it out the first year, and really, Judd and I were. It was just him and I up until mm-hmm. that point. So like to really, it's like, okay, now how do we explain this to somebody? And it makes sense for where stuff's at. And we had, we had, mm-hmm. you know, stuff in a million different places. So it was oh, a yeah. but yeah. little home, home base for yes. all of it. Yeah. Okay. So also just like having daily metrics, communication, having a good routine, it, whether you have employees or not, kind of blocking out times within your day to do like tasks is really important. Keeping good records. I mean, we've talked about keeping harvest sheets, spring sh- shrink sheets, even stuff that you don't want it to feel like too much and to to keep track of, but it should feel like that data can work for you. And so one day down the road, like you're going to want your harvest. You're going to want to know whether anybody bought the white stock or whatever, you know? So you do need those records and getting in that habit, no matter how small it is, will, will be important and just a good habit to get into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so just like, going back over this, I just want to like give a disclaimer of like, take each of these, you're going to feel like you're drinking from a fire hose, you're trying to eat an elephant, whatever example you want to give, but just start with, start at the top, get your EIN, you know, start looking at soil. Like you're going to, there's so much, this whole episode, you're going to be like, you may not knock this out of the park oh, the first no. year. First year, this oh is going to be like we're still figuring it out. Yeah, always. Yes. Um, and as you're, you know, as we said, it's just like you wanting to just pay yourself, earn a profit. If you're keeping that and you're like that's your lens you're looking through, mm-hmm. it'll work. You will get there. But just it can be feel overwhelming. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been overwhelmed many a time. Yes. Still am a day. Okay. Drink water, yes. feed yourself, get a cleaning lady, go to therapy. I don't <laughs> okay, know. Okay. I still need a cleaning things. lady. I'm not there yet. Do you have a cleaning nice. lady? Oh, yes. Don't even tell I, me it's I, your I, mom. No, it's not. <laughs> I officially need adopted. <laughs> it's official. 
She's my mental health piece. I think she also, she's a yoga Got instructor. It. So there's like a lot of this like yogi guru yes. stuff that comes from my mom. We call her uh, Mama Gandhi. That's her nickname. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so we've got Bradass and Mama Gandhi. Yeah, quite the pair. (laughs) Yeah, I know. They're wild. Uh, No, the cleaning lady. I know. I used to have a lot of guilt about this because I live alone and have no kids. (laughs) But it's like the nicest thing I do to myself is like I could spend this money on a massage or I could come home to some scrub toilets and that's the one I chose. I like it. Know your strengths. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, that I hope you guys learned something. I yeah. Just like take one thing at a time, and you guys will get it. We're we are not perfect. We're still figuring these things out. These are just the things that you know we've learned along the way. And our main goal is to share that that with you. And if we if one of you just doesn't make one of the mistakes that we've made, that would just be such a win. So that's amazing. Okay, guys, thanks for joining us. If you do love what you're hearing, which I so hope that you do, hit the subscribe button so that you won't miss out on any future episodes. Every Friday, it'll pop up wherever you listen to podcasts and let you know that our new episode is out there for you to listen to. If you would like to share some kind words and let other people know how much you love the podcast, you could do two things. Leave us a review, which would be amazing. And you could also share our podcast with your friends, which is such a compliment when you do that. We really do work so hard. And this podcast means so much to us. So it really just is awesome when you guys do share it. It always makes us smile. We're like, oh my God, that's so sweet. Because <laughs> sometimes we're just like talking to each other and we know people are out there, but it's just nice yeah. to have it. It is. Okay, guys, find us over at Instagram at Dirt on Flowers. Leave us a comment, a message. We'd love to hear from you. We will see you again at the same time, same place next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.